When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'll be joined shortly by quite possibly the happiest fan in League Two right now, Mr. Matt Farley of Stevenage, as we look ahead to the weekend game with the, the, the Borough. I think they're called the Borough still, Charles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, and our second successive six-pointer at the top of League Two. Yeah. Firstly, you heard him briefly just then. Charles Cummins is here for, for the start, Charles. You're here for a bit. Hello, I'm here for a yes. bit. Yes. But just a little bit. You'll be glad to know. Sure. <laughs> People turn it off now. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Oh, no, he's, he's back, is he? Oh, no, let's go. <laughs> oh, no, I meant for, by you saying you're only here for a bit. People are like, oh, no. Oh, you're too kind. We all know that it's the other way around, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're here, Charles, because we've got some big news. I remember. Huge news. Huge news. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Um, would you like me to explain what this news is? Go on. Why not? I'm very giddy and excited. So, you might remember that um, just over a year ago, we, well, I say we, you, Danny, went to London. Yes. You had a fantastic time down in London. You amused yourself no end. Uh, I seem to remember. That sounds incredibly dodgy, but carry on. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I was thinking about your lovely conversation with Ashley Hoskins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you definitely amused yourselves on the streets of London. Yeah. Um, of, took in a bit of busking. Yeah, you did a bit yeah. of busking. Yeah, you did, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. That was brilliant, yes. Uh, and you went to an award ceremony, didn't you? Um, yes. And you brought home the bacon. 
I did. And we actually rather, won. I didn't steal it. Yeah, rather uh, heavy uh, bacon as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, incredibly <laughs> heavy <that>. bacon. Um, <laughs> and then treated myself to a bacon and cheeseburger at uh, Burger King. Oh, did back. you? Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I was Tuesday incredibly... it was McMuffin Chat. This week yeah. is Burger King. Here <laughs> we are. Burger, yeah. all Here foods. for all the fast foods. All the foods. <laughs> yeah, that, the um, FSA Awards it was. That's last right. Year. It was. And the award that we won was the Club Podcast of the Year 2021. Well, I have news. And that news is, is that we have been shortlisted again Hey, for the Club Podcast of the Year at the Come Football on. Supporters Association Awards. I'm just going to put the award back on my shelf. Because it is a bit heavy to hold on. And we are holding it for, for effect, for dramatic for effect. effect. Doesn't quite work on a podcast, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> but I knew that I was holding it, so yeah, that's what good. matters. Yeah, we've been nominated again, um, and we're up against uh, you know some other incredibly good podcasts. Um, a couple of which we were also nominated alongside last year as well. Mm. Um, so just to let you know who they are. Uh, it's Arse Blog. I love the name of that. <laughs> Obviously about Arsenal, just in case you're getting the wrong idea. Uh, Blue Moon, which is Manchester City. We were up against them last year, as well as Charlton Live, which is Charlton Athletic. Uh, From the Rookery End, which is a Watford podcast, and then Under the Abbey Stand, which is uh, Cambridge United podcast. So that's who we're up against this year for Club Podcast of the Year at the FSAs in November. It's yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm very, 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 very happy and proud yeah. to have been once again nominated. So yeah, it's it's yeah. ridiculous. This is in this is as well as being nominated for the FCA awards, which is happening the same week. Uh, yes. So shortlisted for both, which is it blows my mind at this point. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it, it's um, brilliant because let's be fair. Four years ago, or just over four years ago now, when we started this thing. You know, we just wanted to get together to talk cobblers and, you know, that's what we've done for the last few years. And to, you know, have won an award is incredible. To then be nominated again for two more is mind You know, everything that's happened is incredible. And it's testament, I think, to the hard work that all four of us have put into it and anybody else that's come along and, and shared that journey with us at any point. There are far too many people. I know people say this all the time, but there are loads of people, far too many people to thank. But, you know, it's thanks to people like you who are listening right now that we're in this position, that we're able to be, you know, recognised by national organisations. I mean, for goodness sake, the Football Supporters Association, that's, you know, that's a huge deal in my eyes. It's massive. So to even be on you know, the lips of those people is is incredible. So mm. thank you so much to everybody that, that nominated us. I know we banged on about it for a little while and asked you to do it over and over again. I do appreciate that you did that. Um, and, and of course, thank you to you, Danny, Neil and Chesy for coming along on this absolutely ridiculous journey with me. Yeah. Thank you, Charles, as well. It's been, yeah, I think... For the voting thing, for both awards, we we ask people to vote and put, put us forward. Sometimes you see those things online, don't you? When people ask and you think, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. But for, So for people to actually hear what we're saying and, and go ahead and take some time out, take five minutes of the time to go and put our name in the in the voting voting place is pretty incredible. Um, and it means a lot to us. It means so much to us to, to have the opportunity to go to these awards and hang out with... <laughs> like ridiculous people that are way above our station yes. um, like John Murray and uh, commentators like that and just mingle good mingle have good a good mingle, mingle. Then, so, um, 
I think I stood there last year thinking, what am I doing here? But it's um, so to give us the chance to get to have those evenings and, and Charles to give you especially that night as well, or two nights um, as it'll be this year. I think it's yeah. pretty special. It seems like you missed last year to COVID. So I think it's, it's, it's yeah. great that you've been able to, to, uh, to go this year, hopefully. Let's not say anything too. Yeah, just in case, because you never know what's going to happen. But I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm determined. My, my, my train ticket and my hotel room in London has been booked. Yes, I am ready to go. It's uh, mid-November. We'll of course let you know what's going on. And if you're a Patreon, then we might do the same as what well. Danny. You did an audio diary of your yes. <laughs> and your adventure in London. Yeah, we'll uh, do that again. The Patreon's got to hear. So if you want to hear something similar to that again, then then make sure you sign up. <laughs> Patreon.com. Uh, to me. Always selling, Danny. Always. always. Selling. <laughs> Rumor has it that Neil is going to at least one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Really. So uh, if you want an audio di- diary of Neil's day, wow. then uh, sign up now. In advance. <laughs> I think we'll have to put that on a very, very high tier. Here, don't you think <laughs> yeah m- maybe not for melly yeah one. maybe not for melly <laughs> not in front of his kids no, no. <laughs> uh, um other yeah. news mm. charles that was the big news but other news we've been slightly drawn huger aw- news or less yeah. huge yeah yes huge yeah, yeah. uh copper's been drawn away to chesterfield in the fa cup first yes. round we were always sat here excited about what it's going to be um potential banana skin yeah you look at, I think I was going into it thinking, as always in the first round, you want a non-league team, really, somewhere you've not been before. I mean, this is technically a non-league team, but it's mm. in the category of not Might really well a, a league not, team. Yeah, it's yeah. not a fun outing. It's a really dangerous outing of just yeah. like, it's not somewhere you're going to look forward to going to and, you know, have a speak to people, speak to their fans that usually they're really friendly and either the non-league fans that we speak to. Um, not saying that Chesterfields aren't, but it's it's that feeling of, it's actually got that big match feel as well about it rather than just we're going to go and have a, a good old time in Chippenham or, yes. or wherever. Um, yeah, that's it's a, it, isn't it's it? a dangerous tie and it's a, it's mm. going to be a really, really tough atmosphere, I think, to go there and, and, uh, and get through. Yeah, it's not, it's not that there's, there's no easy games, are there, ever, obviously. But I, I completely understand your sentiment is that actually with the first round, what you really want is you want the, the minnow team, especially, you know, either, well, Going away from home is always much more fun. As long as you can get tickets for it, that's the other caveat with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, obviously, the, the the second big caveat to it is always that there are potential, you know, Canvey Islands, Oxford Cities. Yeah. Stour Bridges, you know. That there are those potential ones that obviously don't make it as fun. However, yeah, I Chesterfield away... It doesn't ring the exciting bells for me. No, it's a nervous one. Yeah. To me, I just treat, I would, in my mind, I've got, I don't see any different to that as to how I feel about Stevenage this weekend. Mm, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Whereas if it was, uh, I don't know, give give me a a team, Bradford Park Avenue. Alba Church. Alba Church, yeah, whoever. If it was one of those teams, then I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. There'd, there'd be a little bit of extra magic, FA Cup yeah, magic exactly. to it. Yeah. And there just isn't with the Chesterfields. No, and we what? don't often get a lot from there either, do we, Chesterfield? No, but, no, we uh, don't. I mean, look, it, it's, it's got it's got um, cup set written all over it. That, yeah, definitely. Hasn't it? Um, yeah. But I think it's got oh, yeah. a good match written all over it as well. It's got a really decent mm-hmm. game on it. So, And it's, and it's far enough away, I would say, to hopefully have a few of our first teamers back. 
Yes, true. to hopefully be able to put it in it. And, and then then we'll get to the point when we get to it, that game, we'll be talking about, right, well, what do we want Brady and co to do? Do we want a full strength 11? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or do we want to rest a couple and, you know, not not treat it quite as important as, as promotion? It's going to be a going to be an interesting decision to be made there by, yeah, by the team, it. I think. I, th- I think we've got to go for it in that situation. I, I don't I don't think we've got to rest. We, we saw what potential we got with the Derby matches a couple of years ago, don't we? What mm-hmm. what that brings to the town and the excitement about the season and stuff. Um, so I think we just got to go for it. It's, it's, it's a tr- tough enough game to, act, to have to put our first team out, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. So it's going to be a good one. Mm. So speaking, we'll of, happens. speaking of cup games, yeah. let's just very briefly mention the Pizza Cup. The Pizza Cup. Uh, because it's over now. Yeah, must have been love. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the same wavelength as me, mate. Uh, it's what makes this podcast award-winning and nominated. Uh, yeah, on Tuesday night, uh, we faced Arsenal under-21s, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, at Sixfields, and um, we essentially put out the youth, which I thought was um, good. I did watch it, oh. and I was I was entertained, especially in the first, I'd say, 60 minutes or so, basically. It was the youth plus little Johnny Maxted, um, Odimeo and uh, Asa McGowan and Ben Fox. Those were the, yeah, the senior des- players. Designated adults yeah. on the school trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were. Supervisors. Um, uh, yeah, and up until the point where Odimeo and, and McGowan were withdrawn, um, we were in that game more than comfortably. Um, but the big news, I think, that came out of the night was that Josh Tomlinson became the youngest ever Cobblers goal scorer when he opened the scoring on eight minutes, which was, yeah. was a really nice goal from a corner. Ghosted Josh in, was completely, you know, open. He had no one around him. Um, I've seen, you know, experienced professionals fluff their lines there. He did not. He calmly dispatched his header into the net, which was, yes. it was lovely to see. And then to, you know, find out that he was the youngest ever Cobbs goal scorer is even better. Incredible, incredible news. Yeah. It's, it seems a good lad as well. Spoke after the game to me. And, and um, again, it's what you make of, you make of this cup, what, what you make of it. Don't you? And I think if you keep it with young kids, it draws a little bit of interest to it. And you get moments like that where you've got youngest ever goal scorer. It's big for a Josh to cut, to, to get that goal and to, to feel that that sense of history being made, I guess as well. So for him, that's a, that's a big moment, and to to, to watch usually a, a brushing off of brushing into the corner, you might say, <laughs> of a, of a Tuesday night game. It's it actually does mean a little bit to to those kids, doesn't it? So yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, we lost three one, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a dead <laughs> really rubber, doesn't it? So in in a way, I'm really pleased that we just treated that competition, you know, <laughs> the way that we did. It's over. It's done with. Um, it doesn't. I, I know I got a bit annoyed about the the Ipswich defeat, but in the grand scheme of things, no one cares. I don't really yeah. care. Uh, and I think in the other two games, it was Cambridge and Arsenal last night. It got to about like say the hour mark, and legs start to get tired a bit as well, don't they? And yeah, that's don't what forget, Cambridge introduced a couple of first teamers in yeah. just to make <laughs> sure the that they actually on. did win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was a good run out. I enjoyed watching it. It was really good to see our youth. Um, I thought Abin Bowler played really well. I thought Cross um, played all right. I mean, the one the one big thing that obviously is, he was unlucky not to score. But you've got to hit the target, and if he had, mm. he would have done. There, there is a criticism. I, I don't mean to criticise 
in a nasty way. I'm, I'm sure that he's coaching. So the coaches will will tell him exactly the same thing. He should hit the target. Um, mm. And if we'd have been 2-0 up at that point, I think the game might have been done. But regardless, I thought he had a good game. Um, and um, yeah, I thought I thought the lads, the young lads put on a good display. And it's it's always nice to see, you know, those players up close and, and you know, be able to actually witness how they're, they're performing. Um, you know, future does look like it's promising with a few of those players, which is good to see. Yeah, it's good to see for sure. Uh, time to bring in our Stevenage fan then. It's such a pleasure to bring him back to the podcast. From the Stevenage FC podcast, it's the one and only Mr. Matt Farley. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, Danny, thank you so much for having me back on, mate. It's been, uh, I think, a couple of years since I've uh, come on here and talk about, uh, talk, uh, spoke about our uh, Stevenage Football Club. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. No, there's been. I think we've had like Tuesday night games for some reason, and we it seems to have fallen on Tuesdays all the time. So we haven't been able to get you on. I know Charles is gutted as well because he's missed out on getting the chat to you as well. Yeah, do you know what he's been? He's been messaging me over the last couple of weeks, and oh, you know, we really want to get you on. I really want to be there. And then when he said he's got running or something, I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's just scared of the banter. I think. <laughs> must be off. But I asked how you were a minute ago. It was a bit of a silly question, isn't it? The minute <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. I listened to your podcast earlier. It was great. Um, really awesome podcast that you did um, about the weekend and about how it's going so far. It just sounds like one giant party at your your guy's place at the minute. Yeah, well, look, I, I think I just said to you off off the pod, didn't I? I'm the most kind of positive Stevenage fan. So uh, originally that kind of platform's positive anyway when things aren't going our way. But at the minute, it's, uh, yeah, look, we're in dreamland at the minute being top of the league. You know, we've never experienced it as a football league club as well, which is, you know, we're kind of experiencing kind of new waters at the minute. But yeah, look, the, the, the podcast that we keep kind of putting out there at the minute is just, uh, yeah, it's like one big party whenever we record it. It's almost a, we've got to this kind of, point now where we're just kind of talking about the same things every week of winning our home games and being top but look I mean we wouldn't change it for the world at the minute so yeah no it has um has been one big party I've got to be honest yeah you've got to just enjoy it haven't you when it's like that and I'm guessing I uh, try not to be disrespectful but for a club like yours to be mm. in that position it was really really interesting listen to see to hear your giddiness of <laughs> the excitement of being right at the top <laughs> of league two um you- so obviously I think we're we're slightly different in terms of like the expectations of of, of us mm. like being second or third we're we like we're nitpicking at stuff and and all that kind of thing but to listen to your pod and to hear that excitement about what's going on at your club and you know how how good it is you took what 400 to Gillingham last week I think it was and you yeah. said the away end was just an absolute party and it's just you know, <laughs> it did like listening to you just sounded like one like a weekly thing that you just get giddy about and it's it's it was great yeah. to listen to you to be fair oh uh, no thank you honestly um, do, do you know what it is Danny so when, when we started our podcast we started our podcast uh, back in 2019 and that was prior to well, what I like to call the COVID year mm. and um that year was absolutely dreadful. It was the year that we got relegated. Then we got the reprieve and got kept up. And and then, you know, the COVID year, we didn't have the best of years, although we finished strongly. And then last year was just abysmal. So every time we've done this podcast, every season, it's just been rubbish, right? The season. <laughs> so it is the first time that we're able to record these episodes and see Stevenage up the top. So yeah. <laughs> um, it is honestly, every week now, we cannot wait to do an episode it's got to this point now that we're kind of 
doing episodes like hot dinners now and sending them out. We're doing like four a week now because we just can't <laughs> just get enough to sit in. Yeah. Stephen, it's weird and be up the top and it's, it's so refreshing. But uh, no, it, I've never kind of, well, no, I have felt this um, kind of feeling around the club when we got promoted all those years ago, but it's starting to feel like that again at the club and to do it in League Two and a professional division and be top of a league that we've never been top of before. I, look, it's absolutely brilliant. But no, the uh, the podcast, I think um, that's looking like it's probably going to be like that for the rest of the season at the minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, go back slightly, in, in March, we're down at your place, we win 2-1. Tisdale sacked, I think it was the next day, wasn't it? I remember was, it, yeah. He was, he was yeah, gone the next day. yeah. I mean, obviously, it looks like the right move now. Did you think it was the right move then, right in the middle of a relegation battle to to make that move? Do, do you know what? I, I thought one million percent uh, it was the right thing. I think, um, unfortunately, under Tisdale, although we had a little bit of a purple patch in January where we were winning a few games back to back, you could clearly see that he didn't have a grasp on the team. And really, we were destined to get relegated, I think, under Tisdale. Um, but I think for us, it was all about who came into the job? Because, you know, I've said this on many podcasts over the last few years. We haven't had a proper football league level manager at our club, probably ever. And mm. some of the appointments that we've had the past six years have been diabolical. And, you know, we've only ever appointed coaches or ex-players or people that have come up from the non-league and have no football league experience. So I think for us, it was, you know, we were fine with 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 obviously Tisdale being being released of his of his duties, but it was who we brought in. And I think when we saw that we brought Steve Evans in, I think the club and everyone around the club got that feeling that we might just do it last season. And and we did that, and we actually did it quite comfortably in the end. So I think we're um we're over the moon that we've got Steve here. And again, after Tisdale, it was all about who was coming through the front door. So look, with Steve coming in, we were we were over the moon. Yeah, because Tisdale's got that. You would say he's got that experience of the of the football league with with what he did at Exeter and stuff. Um, obviously, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Sometimes I think it's like certain clubs work with certain managers, and it's just that's just the way mm. it is. Um, but but the, the man you brought in just seems to have a touch wherever he goes. Like he comes in, it was like really quickly after Tisdale, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was almost in. immediately that week. Um, yeah. And I, I will kind of give a bit more backstone, backbone to this story is we actually tried to get him in November pr- oh, uh, really? prior to that. Um, so when Alex Ravel was um, uh, kind of released of his duties, about a year ago, actually, um, we mm. were in talks with Steve Evans. He was at Gillingham at the time. And uh, mm. the chairman over there, Paul Scally, didn't want us to speak to him and said, oh, he's going to see out the end of his contract. And at the time, we were over the moon because we were like, oh, you know, if we can get Steve in, he'll have enough time might make us good by the end of the season, then we can build for this season. But it just didn't work out. Scally didn't let us speak to him and and we weren't able to get him in November. So Steve was kind of already on the books, really, to get him. So that's why I think it, we got him so quick after Tisdale was relieved because he was free and we we tried to speak to him prior. Um, and thank God we did because, again, it, it really did look bad for us last season. And And again, you know, when we actually look at, how comfortably we stayed up we stayed up by like 12 points in the end we had like yeah, a it was, and it was game. earlier earlier than i thought as well when i look back on it it was it was about three or four games to go when you pretty much essentially sealed it wasn't it yeah it um, was and also i think one thing that we we noticed his first game was exeter away and hmm. me and the chaps we do we do it this season we do it we'll do it for all the other seasons whenever steven is playing the cities we'll go and do a weekend away 
And I remember we played Exeter. We went and did a weekend away in Exeter and it was his first game. And instantly, I think Steve had been through the door for like four, three, three, four days. Um, and the team's performance was just so much better after like four days of him being in through, like through the front door. And you could see that if we'd have just won a game, we'd go on to easily stay up and we did that at Colchester two weeks later we won and then we just didn't stop winning um, after that game and yeah 47 points stayed up with I think about 12 to go something like that um, yeah he did he did a great job Steve to keep us there and then obviously what he's done this season has, has been absolutely terrific I remember that um, was it I think the, the game after Exeter was Oldham that, and that was a proper relegation six point now you lost that at home was it at home home game to Oldham uh, yeah it was a home game yeah yeah and I think after that I just thought probably with the rest of the league probably thought that's you done then but yeah without without seeing what was going on on the pitch even was even in that Oldham game was that still was there still stuff there to kind of uh, uh, honestly, Danny I do not know how we lost that game oh, honestly <laughs> it was again the Exeter performance was brilliant and we probably actually should have got a point that day and I think we were all you know feeling better about our situation in the Oldham game we lost that day but anyone watching that game would have not you know, thought that Oldham deserved to win. We missed sitter after sitter after sitter. And again, even after that game, I think we all thought it's not over yet. The, the, you know, we look like we're getting better. We just need to win. And then obviously the week later, we won at Colchester and we went on that little run and, you know, kept winning our home games. And so, yeah, I think it, it just needed to win. Luckily we got it and, and we were able to, yeah, go clear by 12 points. Mm. Did you, did you genuinely just think you were going down at that point? At any, at any point during that last sort of few months, did you think that was it? Or did you, did you ever like give up the ghost in that? In that I think for me, um, I, I I believed that we could do it. I think to the last day of the season, I fully believe we can do it. I think actually, oddly, the game against yourselves, when we lost that day, uh, that night, I should say, sorry, I think we were looking at it. I think we only had, I think it was like seven games left or something like that. Mm. And I think we all were thinking, oh, no, we could be doomed here. Um, so I think after the loss to yourselves, I think all of us thought, you know, we could be going here. Luckily, we were able to um, to to bring in Steve and save it. But no, I'd say the game after yourselves, I think that was the real first time I thought, oh, my God, we could be gone here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, obviously, yeah, turn it around. The Tranmere home game is the one where you're pretty much safe. What's the scenes like there? Is, is Steve Evans doing a dance on the sidelines or is it kind of just business-like and that's job done kind of thing? Honestly, Danny, one of the craziest days of my life. So uh, you're <laughs> going to find this story absolutely hilarious. So basically, um, how it worked out, if Oldham lost and we, I think we won, we'd done it mathematically. Yeah. And um, we won the game and we were looking at Oldham's score. And I think Oldham were in the 70th minute and the game had been abandoned, right? So mm. I think I think a lot of Oldham oh, is this, fans... Is this when they've got barricaded themselves in the bar or something? That's it. They, they went on the pitch and they wouldn't get yeah. off the pitch. So we were kind of... There, there wasn't really... We, look, we were celebrating because we'd won, but then everyone was standing around thinking, well, what's going on? Are we up? But what's happening with the Oldham game? So I'll tell you a funny story. Me and my uh, partner had tickets to go and watch Tyson Fury at Wembley that night. So after the game, we were all celebrating and I had to fly off to get the train to meet my partner in Hartford to go and watch Tyson Fury at Wembley. So met my partner. She's going to me, did, did they stay up and went, well, we've won, but Oldham, the game's been abandoned. We don't know what's going on. 
And I was on the train with my partner and we were going into London and we'd saw we'd seen that the Oldham game had restarted with about 20 minutes to go. It was nil-nil or something like that. Or they were losing one-nil. And uh, I was tracking it on the train going to Wembley at the time. And I remember um, pulling into Moorgate and I'd seen that uh, on my phone that Oldham had lost. And honestly, I have never cheered so loud on a, on a fully packed train um, just going, get to Stevenage. I was just honestly, and all these people looking at me like, what on earth is he doing? Going to the boxing. Uh, honestly, it made my whole week, my whole night. I couldn't stop talking about it. it. So it was such a cool story, but I'll always remember cheering on the train and, and these hundreds of people just looking at me like, who on earth is he? <laughs> did you, did anyone like, did anyone get it at all? Did anyone sort so, of give you a, no, nod, a nod or anything? Or? One guy asked and went, oh, football team scored. And I went, no, football team have stayed up. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and was able to mention to him what mm. happened. And a few of them, I think actually one of them was a Charlton fan or something like mm. that, actually. And I was speaking to them about it. But I'll always remember that getting the train and oh, it was so nice to have a few beers after, let me tell you. Yeah, well, what a way to find out that you're safe as well. Yeah, I know it was incredible. <laughs> did did um, was there still some Stevenage? Well, you obviously learned. Was there still some of your fans there? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, again, it was a really weird environment because again, you know, we just won. We knew that we had to win for Oldham to slip up to stay up. But then we're just kind of thinking, well, what's going on with the Oldham game? It was, oh, it was just, it was crazy. But again, I, I, I look back at that and I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, to be honest with you, it was such a magical uh, day and evening and. And again, it was just such relief when you know we obviously found out that that, that we'd done it. Yeah. So you're watching that at the end of last season. Obviously, like you've you're gone beyond what you could have expected this season as well. But did you have any kind of inkling watching that team, or did it feel like they're fighting to survive? It's going to go back to a struggle again next season. You're watching that. Well, I, I think all of us knew that we'd get rid of a lot of those players. Um, if I'm completely honest, um, I think we were at a crossroads in the summer. And I think, look, we've, we've been a bottom four club for three, four years now. Um, and I think if you look on the statistics of teams that get relegated from League Two, the majority of the time, they're teams that linger with those places and then they eventually go. I mean, Scunthorpe, Oldham, Yeovil, you, you know, there's so many examples there. Um, and I think in the summer, we knew that we had to build a brand new team. We had to get rid of all the kind of deadwood we had in the team. So I think at the end of that season, after staying up, we knew that we wouldn't have the same team. We couldn't because if we kept it, we, we would be bottom this season and we would definitely get relegated. So it was all about keeping some of the players that are good enough, which we did. We I think we retained only like six or seven players in the end. And we've been able to build this unbelievable team and and strangely I remember when we were putting this team together in the summer and I remember um, being in Greece at the time and I was seeing that we were signing players like Dan Sweeney and Danny Rose and I remember thinking my god we, we could have a really good team here if, if people stay fit and you know Steve finds an identity of football we, we could have a really good Steven inside to support this season so I think we all thought with the team that we built that we could have potentially a team to be up in the top 10 if you'd have tapped me on the shoulder and said going into the game against yourselves on October the 2nd that we'd be first, I never would have believed you in a million years, honestly. Yeah, it's just been ridiculous this season. I think everyone is kind of waiting, I guess, to see where it goes, see, just waiting for you to drop off, waiting for you to drop off. I think the thing that's different, you, you had Barrow up there as well, didn't we? First yeah. few weeks of the season going really well, punching well above their weight. Um I think the difference is Steve Evans, and that's as simple as that. It's as simple as what what the difference is between where you expect Barrow to go now 
con- compared to if you were to drop a couple of points, lose a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Steve Evans is a man who's not going to take that line down. It's not going to. It's not going to drift off. You're not going to fall away. I don't think just simply because he's the manager. But it's just going ridiculously well. Um, ten out of ten at home in all competitions. You've only conceded twice, I think, is it in the league? Seven clean sheets at home in a row. That's it. Yeah, the home games we've we've barely conceded really. Um, yeah, and and you're right. We've we've got in the league. We've got 21 points out of 21, and well, we've won. Well, we've won every single home match. There is uh, even in, uh, even the pizza cup is even even the even the pizza cup. Also, even the pre-season friendlies. Pretty much, <laughs> uh, we won all of them at home. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I think we drew against Peterborough. That was it. But we beat Derby. We beat. Uh, who was the other team we played in the friendly? Um, oh, I've gone blank now. I know that we drew against Peterborough and beat Derby. I can't remember. Oh, it might have been Crystal Palace or someone like that. Mm. Um, so we've, we've, we've won pretty much all the friendlies as well. So, yeah, look, we have a 100% home record, 21 points out of 21 through and all the cups that we've played at home. I, I think that's really where we've built our, our identity this season. We still have a reasonably good away form. We've got 11 points away from home. But yeah, I mean, the home form's just crazy. And again, seven consecutive clean sheets in a row. We've, we've built our stadium to be a bit of a fortress, which it used to be back in the day. And uh, yeah, look, that's thanks to Steve. He's built this identity. He's made us hard to beat. He's got scoring goals. And I'll tell you, the other thing he's, he's done, he's got scoring last minute winners, which, you know, we've um, we've never had at the club or haven't had for a long time. You know, we get to games now and with five minutes to go people go right the game's starting <laughs> because yep. the, the amount of last minute winners were scoring home and away so but yeah look, the, the home form's been fabulous to have won every single home game we've played competitively this season is is a cracking stat for us as a club mm. and the, when you look at Evans you look at the, the successes he's had in the past as well mm. when you come up against him as an opposition what did you make of him and how has it changed much, your opinion on him? Obviously, he goes up as soon as he, in your estimations, as soon as he joins your club. But I assume he's wound you up a few times for an opposition team. Oh, Does, is, it, is it just a case of as soon as he joins you, you're like, oh, bloody, that's brilliant. Oh, honestly, Danny, we hated him. Like, yeah. like, like we, we hated Steve Evans. I think he's got this kind of stigma of if he's, if he's not your manager, you hate him, right? But if he is your manager, you love him, right? Yeah. And, I feel like we've missed someone like that at the club for a long, long time. Um, and yeah, do you know what? Um, he has changed my opinion. He, he's come in and I tell you what he's been. He, he's been different to what I imagined that he'd be like. He's been a really friendly face around the club. He's been very honest in his interviews. He has a lot of respect for the club. He loves our supporters. I tell you what, I've actually um, really liked him personally. I've had a few chats with Steve and when I run the London Marathon three weeks ago, he sent me a... Um, a message on the club's Twitter page wishing me good luck. And I tell you what, he has changed our opinion. We, we love Steve and, and we really hope that he's here for a long time and he's proved in the short amount of time how successful he can be here. Um, but yeah, no, definitely did he change my opinion on him. He's, he's come in and he's built a real community at our club again. And, and that's kind of something that we've missed at Stevenage for a long time. So yeah, to answer your question, he's certainly changed my opinion. But uh, yeah, back in the day, we, we used to hate Steve Evans. <laughs> so it might be a bit of a fiery old touchline on Saturday. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Well, I think anyone against Steve is always a fiery touchline, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, we, we have this running joke at the minute where every, and I'm pretty sure I'm right with this stat, any Stevenage fans listening can, can dig me out for this one, but Every game that we've played, whether this season, whether it's been League Two or the League Cup or the or, or the um, Pizza Cup, there's always been an instance where the referees had to stop the game to go and speak to him. 
there, there, there's yeah, been yeah, one moment. I remember at Salford, our first loss this season, back in August, we were playing away and the referee stopped the game to actually go and sit with him in the dugout to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Darren Drysdale, I think it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he has had every game there's been something happen. So I, I, I doubt it will be any different on Saturday, to be honest. Yeah, uh, and we're pretty much the same with Brady, actually. You can guarantee the ref's going to talk to him at some point during the night. Um, so, yeah, could be fun. <laughs> big question. Big question to to you. Can you keep this up for the whole season, do you think? I believe so. I think, look, the only stumbling block for us at Stevenage is injuries. Um, we don't have the biggest squad. We've got Elliot List out for pretty much the whole season, who was a massive player uh, and a massive miss. Uh, and he actually did his ACL in the very first game of the season away at Tranmere, um, unfortunately. So we have about a 19-20 man squad at the minute. So it's not the biggest of squad. So the only thing that's going to stop us, in my opinion, being up there is injuries. And if we get injuries to big time players like your Sweeney's and your Piagiani's and your Luke Norris's and Alex Gilby's, then there could possibly be a dip where, where we decline a little bit. But if people stay fit, I mean, there is no reason why this Stevenage team can't be up there and get automatic promotion. No reason. We've got the experience. We've got players of League One level playing for us with a manager who's experienced it and experienced it all. So I believe we can keep it up. We all know that, you know, if you've got good home form, you've got good foundations to do well. We've won every home game that we've played in competitively. We're doing all right away from home too. So, you know, we're keeping clean sheets and scoring goals and the strikers are scoring goals. So, I, I believe we can. We've, we've just got to keep people fit. And if we keep people fit, I, I actually think we can contend to win the league, which is a, a crazy thing to say as a Stevenage fan, but I fully believe it. Yeah. Uh, usually I have a section um, where we talk about players, mm. but I've literally only got one name written down. You can probably guess who that is. I, I know um, who you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Danny Rose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bit part play for us for the most part last season basically he came off the bench to wind people up and run down the clock first last season you are a huge fan of his aren't you we we absolutely love rosie he's been brilliant danny honestly um so annoying (laughs) honestly uh, well look i've known of danny rose for years i remember when he played under steve for mansfield and he was a nuisance Mm. and you know used to win his headers against six foot five center halves you think how's he winning that um, good goal scorer honestly Danny he's been absolutely phenomenal he's our joint top goal scorer in all comps at the minute he has been absolutely brilliant he, he's aerial presence again for such a small player he wins so many headers he's been scoring some really good goals I, I've i never seen a team nick a goal in the 100th minute of a game and this season away at Walsall he scored for us in the 100th minute to nick us a, a point he scored in the 100th minute and the scenes that day, I'll never, ever forget. It was incredible. We were having a, a weekend in Birmingham with some friends at the time. and hey, Honestly, he's been brilliant. You could see in the pre-season friendlies that he would actually turn out to be one of our starting strikers. But at the start of the season, Steve Evans preferred Norris and List and maybe even Jamie Reid, who's also been brilliant and, and did really well at the back end of last season. But Danny's come in. He's taken his chance when, it, when he was brought on. He's been brilliant. He's scoring goals and he's and he's... Aerial presence has been one of his big strengths this season. He's winning his headers, which are setting up uh, chances for us in and around the box. So he's, he's been class. He's been one of our better players this season. And yeah, look, we're, we're very fortunate to have got him off off, off yourselves. Yes, he scored one at Gillingham. That was a quality header at the weekend against yeah. Gillingham. Yeah, yeah class. One of those where the ball's kind of going away from him and he's able to flick it back and 
head it across. But yeah, no, he, he, a lot of his goals have been with headers this season again, which is quite surprising because he's not the biggest of strikers. But, you know, his hold-up play's been excellent. And, you, you know, you're right in what you said about him. There's been moments where we're winning a game 1-0 or 2-1 and he's running the ball in the corner and getting a foul. And So, yeah, he, he, he's been terrific for us this year. Yeah. Apart from him, who's your one to watch, do you think? Jordan Roberts has been absolutely brilliant recently, but he's suspended against you guys mm. on Saturday. Uh, so he would have been a player that I would have said, yeah, you need to keep an eye on. He scored four goals in two weeks. He's been absolutely brilliant. He's the other player that's joint top goal scorer with Danny Rose in all competitions. But I would say for you guys, Alex Gilby, um, mm-hmm. who's currently on loan from Charlton, he's not a League Two player, by the way. He He's a League One player. Um, I, I don't know how we've got hold of Gilby. He's been absolutely brilliant for us. He's probably someone that you need to keep an eye on. Um, I would also say the defenders, Dan Sweeney, uh, Carl Piagiani from set pieces. We've been scoring goals with those two. Those are, you know, big threats from from corners and, and, and long throws and free kicks. So I would mainly say those. I'd say Danny Rose, Gilby and, and Sweeney and Carl Piagiani. Nice. It's going to be about me if Danny Hilton and Danny Rose are on the pitch at the same time. Yeah. That could be interesting as well. Obviously, <laughs> at the end of the pitch, but the shithousery levels are just going to be through the roof on Saturday, yeah. I think, on the touchline, on the pitch. It could be mental. But um, predictions, it's going to be a big atmosphere at your place. Biggest, mm. biggest attendance this season, do you think? Biggest attendance for the last five years, I think, Danny. Maybe Was even it more. Really? Uh, yeah, honestly, we, we've been, I mean, last year we were scaving two and a bit at home, two and a bit thousand. Uh, COVID, there was no, and the year before that, I think our highest was three. Uh, so I, I actually think this is the highest attendance we've had in a, in, in a long, long time at the football club. Uh, we're expecting over 5,000 on, on Saturday. So I think we're expecting a thousand of, of your lot coming down. I think we're going to have 4,000 in the home end. So the atmosphere is going to be absolutely brilliant. It's going to be terrific. So yeah, big crowd prediction. I mean, it's look, again anyone that knows me knows I'm the most positive Stevenage fan, and with our home form, I'm obviously predicting a win. But um, yeah, look, the, the atmosphere is going to be brilliant. A home banker, then you think? Yeah, yeah, home banker. I, I, do you know what I said the other day in the prediction? I I said two um, one. I think it'll be a close two one game, but I think I think we'll just edge it with about ten minutes to go. I uh, I think Danny Rose might get the winner. It's is undoubtedly going to be they're going to score. When I was making my prediction, when I was writing it down, I thought, right, there's one goal for sure, probably two. So <laughs> I'm going two two, I think, because I think it'll be a great game. It should be a cracking advertisement for League Two. I think it's going to be blood and thunder. It's going to be, the atmosphere is going to be proper go, proper good. Um, I can see goals in it, and if we can come away with a draw, I'll be really happy with that. I think you'll be pretty happy with that as well. I think, won't you? Honestly, if you offered me a point, I'd take it. Yeah, I think a point against yourselves is a really good result. I I think for us, it's just about proving that we belong up there. And and I think if we get a draw against yourselves, oh, there's no no need to be down about that. We'd be over the moon with a point. We've got two really winnable games next week away. So, yeah, look, we'd take a point. I think 2-2 is quite a good prediction, actually, because obviously you look at both attacks, you've scored the most goals in the league, I believe, haven't you? So um, Yeah, not for a couple of weeks, though. I think we've had three or four without a goal now. Have you three or four about a go? Yeah. I see. Well, Danny Harton's a, a top player, isn't he? We know him very well for his time at Luton and stuff. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think 2 2 is a good prediction. Yeah. And, and again, look, we take a point. Obviously, we want to win the game. We've got 100% home record. We believe we can beat anyone at home at the minute. But yeah, look, we take a point against yourselves. Yeah. Uh, Charles has gone for 1 0 Cobblers, by the way. Just... Oh, of course he has. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't expect anything different from Charles. 
<laughs> I thought you've got to give you your Danny Rose goal for sure. So that, that's a given. So yeah, um, yeah we'll he's taking the mid there really without that, isn't he? Almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, last thing we'll come to. Usually ask when we go away where where should we eat and drink before the game. Oh, good question actually, because where our stadium is, you have to go into almost the town of the retail park. Yeah, I'd say if you're looking for a drink uh, for away fans, there's a little pub not far from the stadium. It's just round the corner called the Old Mutual Friend or Our Mutual Friend. Sorry, um, really good for for football atmosphere. There'll be a lot of our home fans, but there'll probably be a lot of your supporters in there as well. Um, so if you're looking for a good drink, go there. Uh, for food, I would say um, you'd probably probably have to go into the town for that um you've got oh no actually sorry thinking about it you've got nando's right outside the club that's brand new that's open that's been open for two weeks so you've got nando's you've got kfc opposite but if you want to go and have a sit down food you'd probably have to go into the town and find a a really nice pub in the town there's also a really nice pub on the edge of stevenage in bradbury end called the checkers where you can get a lovely lovely lunch and dinner there um, really nice pub, really nice boozer to go and get a drink in. So you've got a few varieties, but yeah, I'd say those are, are, are the main places. Nice one. And you've got to tell us about the Borough Burger as well, if we get a bit peckish near the ground. Yeah, look, the Borough Burger is brilliant. What I will say about it, though, you have to get lucky. Sometimes right. the Borough Burger... Of get a buying one, is it? You've got to have got lucky. Oh, honestly, it's a luck of the draw <laughs> with the Borough Burger. Right. So... Uh, uh, the Borough Burger is absolutely terrific. You get two patties, bacon, onions if you want it, cheese. It's incredible. Some days it is absolutely terrific, and some days it is really bad. Um, so, like, for example, I had one last night, and I, was, I wasn't I was a fan. But I had one two weeks ago, and it was the best burger I've ever had. So, um, yeah, I think it's about £5 or £5.50, so it's luck of the draw with the Borough Burger. But if it's on a good day, wow, you, you've picked a good burger, honestly. Nice one. Cool, Matt. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure to, to chat with you again. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, for all the listeners, yeah, go to our Twitter page. We're at TSFC Podcast. Uh, if you go and give us a follow on Twitter, we release our episodes weekly. Well, at the minute, I said it earlier, they're coming out like hot dinners at the minute because <laughs> Stephen and are doing so well in the league. So we're releasing about three or four. We've got a YouTube page where we're um, releasing some um podcasts uh, video podcasts on there with the Stevenish Football Club Foundation just type in YouTube uh, the Stevenish Football Club podcast go and give us a subscribe on YouTube and also Facebook just put in Stevenish Football Club podcast we've got a Facebook page uh, yeah if you go and link up to our social media platforms and those you'll uh, see all the weekly content nice one cheers mate genuinely one of my favourite lead to podcasts um, going around so do check that out next week as well when they'll be reflecting on their first home defeat of the season <laughs> do you know one of our fans said that to me the other day they went when are we going to react to a home defeat on the podcast and I was like oh no please not this game please yeah. not this game yeah. just, I mean, just a couple of months we can do it in the new year please not this one but yeah we're, we're hoping not but you never know it's lead to football isn't it so. we'll send Charles over if that happens yeah yeah <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks very much for that, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back in your ears on Tuesday as we look back on this one and ahead to the Newport game next weekend.
Hi Cobblers fans, Charles here. Just before the podcast starts, I want to tell you about Planet League. Uh, Planet League is an online tournament which is designed to get football club fans competing against each other to be better at doing nice things for the environment. Um, It's something that has taken place uh, before, uh, a year or so ago, where the Cobblers actually finished second to Cambridge United in the overall tournament. It would be great, the Community Trust runs this, and it would be great if we could show our support to the Northampton Town Community Trust by getting involved. Basically, you go green for your team with the Planet League. For every action you take, you score goals for your favourite football club. This is the place where top Premier League sides can be humbled by National League teams, where scores can reach their hundreds in the fight for football and climate glory. It's down to the fans. The more you do, the more you help your club. All you need to do, dead easy to sign up, go to planetleague.co.uk, sign up, it's all free of course, pop in the fact that you're a Cobblers fan and then get stuck in to loads of different ways to show your support for Northampton Town Community Trust and the fight for climate change. Good luck, have fun with it, honestly. Show us what you're doing on Twitter. Tag us in it at Cobblers to Me. It'll be great fun. PlanetLeague.co.uk. Go get signed up now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.